Joining me now, fresh from the airport, is Elon Goldstein. Good afternoon, Elon. Good afternoon. Nice to have you with us. And, and you're playing with the Ann Arbor Symphony tomorrow at the Mozart Birthday Bash. Uh, but we've we've enjoyed the last uh, half hour or more listening to uh, some fine Schubert. You uh, you enjoy this piece? Oh, you, it, you, I can never get enough of this piece. <laughs> there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it, and as uh, the great composer Schumann said, well, sometimes it seems like it will never end. Uh, it's it's for me. It's the most divine music ever written. Wow. As a pianist, and and uh, you have anybody can find out on your website that you you play a wide repertoire. Which composers write best for the piano, from your point of view? And I, I don't mean uh, contentious, but are are the most fun to play that you most enjoy playing? I don't know if I would use the word fun. Yeah. Um, although one definitely enjoys uh, and. Uh, you know, some are more convenient, some are less convenient. I'm, I yeah. never really thought about that. Um, I always thought some of the composers I love most, they write music at the piano or for the piano, but it's first of all music. And they try to use this, uh, you know, kind of limited but unlimited big machine in front of them called the piano to try to convey these incredible emotions and incredible you know ideas that they have in their mind and they have this thing that they need to use so um you know we play so many things on the piano imagining a flute or imagining a, a violin or imagining a four or imagining a full orchestra and yet he's on the piano so the idea of writing it's written for the piano or it's played at the piano as i like to say but, um, you know, Bach wrote in wonderfully for the instrument. Uh, you know, Mozart wrote great for the instrument, but he imagined an opera. You know, yeah. Beethoven wrote great for the instrument, but he imagined the string quartet. <laughs> uh, oh, and Bach probably imagined the cantata. Uh, uh, my guest is Elan Goldstein, who will be playing the Mozart Piano Concerto Number no. 21 tomorrow night at 8 o'clock in the Michigan Theater in Ann Arbor, with the Ann Arbor Symphony Orchestra, Arye Lipsky conducting. Um, you're an Israeli pianist, Israeli-born. Um, do you come from a musical family? Was was music always part of the household? Music was part of the household. Um, none of my siblings, my parents, they are not playing. But it was important for my parents that uh, that their children will each have musical kind of education. So we all played an instrument. I wanted to be like my older brother, so I played piano. He played piano. I wanted to imitate him. Uh, I have another younger brother and a young sister. Um, none of them are playing right now, but they all learned an instrument, and they all still go to a concert or listening to music. Um, and they are great fans of mine. Of course they are. Uh, you studied at the uh, the Peabody Conservatory with one, with one of the most amazing uh, Leon Fleischer. We've had the opportunity to speak to when he, when he came through town a couple of times, and, and and there's just something very very special about this man as a musician and as an educator. What was it like being uh, <laughs> trained by such a man? He was our Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, 
what was it like? Well, you told me we only have what a quarter of an hour. Well, we I have need, as much time hours. as you want. That's <laughs> um, to study with Leon Fleischer. Um, he teaches you to teach yourself. He asks you the questions you should ask yourself. Um, the reason music, I think, is still alive centuries after it was written is because there are more and more that we can still find in it, and the answers are, are never the same. The questions might be the same, but the answers are not. Hmm. So you play a sonata by Beethoven to Fleischer, and the first thing he will ask you is, what do you think about your playing? And he, you, he forces you to be very specific, not just, oh, it wasn't so good. No, no, no. Could you? What, what was it? Was it the tempo? Was it the way you approached the climax? Was it the quality of your sound? Was it the, how you organized the rhythm? And, and, so, and then he starts to get very you know, micromanaging in terms of that. You, you become very aware. I remember once when I was at Tanglewood, he addressed the young fellows and he said, I hope your experience here will be an everlasting increase of awareness. And the lesson with him is over, is, a, is an everlasting increase of awareness. You constantly become more and more aware of what you do, how you do, why you do, where you, you take your inspirations from. And there is certain rights and wrongs in terms of maybe stylistic, if you want to use the word. But, you know, the questions are coming from a, this incredible fountain of, of ideas and, and, and uh, thoughts. And he keeps you know, keeps you on your toes all the time. Uh, just the thought that came into my mind, the opening phrase of the famous concerto by Beethoven number four, which we all mm -hmm. know and we all say, oh, you know, it's very revolutionary because the piano begins. Yeah. Only after that, the orchestra has the introduction. So the first thing comes, he asks me, I remember, is how many bars is that phrase in the opening statement of the piano? And bars is, is you know, the way we organize the music on the page, although music at the end is barless. It's just a continuous, some beautiful line. Um, and, you know, you think of classical music, and one of the ideas of classical era is the idea of symmetry. Suddenly this phrase is five bars. So that's anything but symmetry. Yeah. And so, again, we're talking about awareness. It talks about the structure, talks about the quality of sound, how to produce your sound that you're looking for, you know, how to address inner pulse and, you know, Another thing he said, you know, as an artist, performing artist, you have to be like three people. One person has to do the homework before, you know, knowing the bar structure, knowing when the piece was written, knowing how you want to, you know, uh, how the piece unfolds, where the climaxes are, you know, the characters of each theme, be very specific, use as many words to describe the character of each tune to become very focused and specific in your playing. And, and that's kind of the first person. And then the second person inside you is the one who's actually trying to execute what the first person you know, uh. is, is telling him to. And then the third person has to be the one sitting in the audience telling the first person if what the second one is doing <laughs> is actually what he wanted to. It's like you're a, you're a conductor, a musician, and an audience member all, all at the same time. So you, it's like you're, you're entering this, this shrine you know, when you have a lesson with, with Leon Fleischer and, and, uh. and it's, it's it's a you know and then he puts his hand on the piano and a miracle comes out and and you cannot argue with anything because it just sounds so powerful and convincing 
And you were his assistant for a while, which is a, a, a rare appointment. Not everyone got that opportunity. Yeah, it was a wonderful uh, opportunity. Uh, and the great greatest compliments were, if I would you know, give some comments to a student, and the student said, yeah, but Mr. Fleischer said it should go differently. And that would be a great compliment, because that meant I was actually already thinking independently. But I remember telling you know, uh, Mr. Fleischer a few years later that my greatest decision in life was to come and study with him, and the second best was to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and that was with, with humility and with admiration and with endless love. But there is that point where we just have to leave. We have to go and yeah. find our own way through failure, through you know obstacles, through hitting the wall, through through misjudgments, through a lot of things, which hopefully you know will result in in some triumphs and and ultimately you know reaching closer to your goals. My guest is Elon Goldstein. He's a, a fabulous pianist. He's a citizen of the world, as most. Uh, <laughs> Concert pianists are these days, uh, though your, your home base, we, we found, is near Washington, D.C. Um, and you'll be playing the Mozart Piano Concerto Number no. 21 tomorrow with the Ann Arbor Symphony Orchestra. It's known as the Elvira Madigan because it was used in a movie that <laughs> nobody remembers now, I suppose. But it was about a, was it a Swedish deserter? Yeah, um, a love story. Uh, we won't we won't give the ending, but the, that that middle movement is just is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, and you alluded to something earlier that I, I thought was very interesting in your um, your biographical material is is that you you describe this concerto uh, as a as an opera that you look at it as an opera. Absolutely, I think I think Mozart, you know, primarily is is an a vocal composer, and and in his, it's these concerti are like miniature operas, uh, about thirty minutes long, but you know you there there's such a wealth of tunes in this piece, and every tune you can immediately associate with different operatic character. It starts pum 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 pum. I mean, it's, it's kind of a courtly, you know, character. If you want, the duke is coming now. With his entourage, <laughs> and, uh -huh. and 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 just a few bars later, you go into a very uh, feminine character. Probably Susanna is, is is working on his bed. They're just fixing the room at the same time, and you know, and, and trouble is going to come quite soon after that, uh -huh. uh, when the music probably will turn minor as well, and and drama will erupt. And we only have thirty minutes here to, to convey the whole story, as uh, unlike an opera which is three hours, so he needs to condense it all. <laughs> Uh, but op very operatic, and and uh, you know, I mean, this I find most Mozart music so incredibly inspired, and in this concerto even more so. Do you ever get uh, uh, so caught up in the music that you start humming along? I, uh, if you, you heard me humming along, I mean, that will drive people away. So I try to keep but the humming. You, but you do, don't you? <laughs> well, you do. But it, but it will be it will be up. No, very, no one can hear that. No, I, I if they but, heard they would leave. But still, <laughs> no, I bet they wouldn't. Let's let's hear what you do so well. This is a and this is a very interesting arrangement of the uh, the Mozart uh, Concerto Number no. Twenty One. This is with uh, uh, a quartet, Backing together with up. a double bass. Yes, yeah. I recently found 
very interesting arrangement. The early concerti by Mozart were arranged by him. Um, number 11, 12, 13, and 14, they were arranged for piano with a quartet and double bass. He apparently was thinking of arranging also the later ones, like number 21, uh, but either never got around to it or for whatever reason. So I found that in the 19th century there was a composer conductor named Ignaz Lachner um, that did it, probably mostly for just domestic use, friends coming Friday night, let's be a, let's just have the opportunity to play the pieces. Uh, so he arranged a number of these concerti, and I found it and, and with a wonderful quartet, the Fine Arts Quartet, and a double bass. We recorded it for Naxos, and it's turned out to be great. We're doing another recording in May.
The second movement from Mozart's Piano Concerto Number no. 21 with my guest, Alan Goldstein, at the piano and the Fine Arts Quartet. That from a uh, recent release on Noxos that also features uh, the Piano Concerto Number no. 20 in the chamber arrangements. And, you know, I hate to say this, but I, I didn't miss the rest of the orchestra. <laughs> it sounds wonderful. I think... Um the two aspects that for me are very unique and different in playing this chamber version is that, you know, um, we, we're saying that this is an opera and, uh, you know, the, the characters are played by musical, you know, orchestral instruments um, and, and, of course, the piano. So most of the time I'm doing it with a flute, the conversation, or, or with a oboe or clarinet, but now they're close to me. So the, it's 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 very intimate and very intense. The, just the conversation because we are so close. So there's a, it's different. If someone would ask me if it's better, I wouldn't say yes, no. I think I mean of course Mozart's original is wonderful and that's, um, the the best way to do it. But there's something about great music and and a humble and imaginative arrangement like that that might actually bring new aspects and new secrets to this wonderful music. 
It's just a different experience. Absolutely. But, but just as enjoyable, even more so perhaps. Uh, you will be playing a chamber concert on Monday. Yes. Uh, at the Jewish Community Center in Ann Arbor. Uh, what's what's on the menu there? <laughs> Two entries. Uh-huh. A Beethoven trio known as the Ghost Trio. Opus 70, number one in D major. And another trio the Dumki Trio in E minor, Opus 90. That's a... Uh, by Dvorak. By Dvorak. Well, that'll be, that'll be wonderful. And, you know, chamber music really is uh, a wonderful experience as well as, as the orchestra. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to go tomorrow night at 8 o'clock to the Michigan Theater to hear Elan with the Ann Arbor Symphony Orchestra, Arie Lipsky conducting the, uh, the Mozart uh, Piano Concerto Number no. 21. They're also doing the Mozart Symphony Number no. 39, by the way, and they start off with an homage to Mozart from Tchaikovsky, no less. So it's a great concert, 8 o'clock tomorrow night at the Michigan Theater. And then on Monday, which is a holiday here, it's Martin Luther King Day, and you can help celebrate by going down to the Jewish Community Center uh, 1 o'clock on Monday with Elan, and uh, colleagues, and here's some great chamber music, too. Information on both concerts at the Ann Arbor Symphony website, which is a2so.com. That's a2so.com. And you're, you're in the middle of, uh, or, or maybe at the beginning, of a, another tour of the United States. You're headed, boy, you're headed all over the place. You're going <laughs> to, to uh, Washington State and Medford, Oregon, and... Uh, and then down to San Miguel, Mexico next month. And you know, I, I always find it interesting to look at the itineraries of, of artists because it just seems like a, like a grind in a way. How do, you, how do you keep fresh when you're going from, uh, from Oregon to Mexico to, let's see, what happens then? Then you're back up to Virginia, Ohio, Delaware, Wisconsin in March, back to Virginia, uh, and then to Israel. I mean, you're, it's, it's, uh, it's every a week of, somewhere. How do you, how do you pace yourself? Do you, do you work out? Do you need to work out? Fresh, you, fresh. You mean how keep fresh in what way? Well, I, for me, I'd be, I'd be passed out after the first two <laughs> gigs, but you know, I mean, you, you have a whole. About I, a couple of years ago, I had a tour in South America, in Latin America, central and south where I played as a soloist of the Israel Chamber Orchestra with Maestro Yoav Talmi, and we played 17 concerts in 24 days. And the word is not easy, but it was one of the easier things I ever did. Because, you know, once you are in the zone of a concert, in that concentration level where you're so focused and, and, and looking to really bring out your best, um, but very focused and very concentrated, then the next day you're still on that adrenaline level. And then the third uh-huh. day you're still on the same. I mean, the hardest thing is to do one concert every two weeks uh-huh. because there is the gap in between. And the gap is, I guess, what we call reality. Credit cards, phone bills, you know, emails, all the household <laughs> things. Yeah. That's, that's, that's tiring. That's I can never keep fresh there. I, you know, if I play concerts, going and meeting wonderful people, you know, talking on the radio, that that's easy to keep fresh because you are focused, you are concentrated, you are doing something you, you you just so in love with uh, every day, and you you believe in it so strongly. So that's easy. Well, 
Elon Goldstein, I, I thank you so much for coming here straight from the airport. I mean, what a what a trooper. And uh, go hear him tomorrow, 8 o'clock, Michigan Theater, the Ann Arbor Symphony Orchestra, Arie Lipsky. Conduct. By the way, Arie, I forgot to mention this, Arie will be playing the cello at the chamber concert. Yes. So uh, so you'll be in charge then, right? Piano overrules <laughs> cello or not? It's, it's no, it's, they're, it's colleagues. It's uh, I thank you so much for your time. Uh, Great to be here. Thank you for having me.
third movement, the finale to the Piano Concerto Number no. 21 by Mozart, with Elon Goldstein at the Piano and the Fine Arts Quartet, that from a, a Noxos recording. 